So the topic I want to speak about this morning is about the halachis of Arla and uh, a nice lesson we can learn from it. So in Parshish Kedoshim, the Torah tells us, that when you come to Eretz and you plant a fruit tree, um, you can't eat the you can't eat the fruits of the tree for the first three years. In the fourth year, the the fruits are are holy for Hashem. And in the fifth year, then you're allowed to eat the fruits. And if you do all this, then you'll, you'll have more produce. So in simple terms, this means that there are special um, halachis that govern the first few years of a tree's life. So for the first three years, you can't eat any of the fruits. In the fourth year, the fruits are considered holy and they can only be eaten in your shalat. In the fifth year, um, then you could eat and sell the fruits regularly. So... Now, here's an interesting case. Let's say you picked a, a fruit from a tree in the first three years. So this fruit is forbidden because of Arla. But if this fruit falls into a basket of, let's say, let's say this fruit's an apple. So if, if this apple falls into a basket of hundreds of other apples, then what's the, what's the then? Do we say that we're worried that since any apple you eat might be the Arla apple, therefore you can't eat any of the apples? Or do we say that no, we're not worried because such a small chance, so you could you could eat that you could eat apples. So um, the halakha says that there's a concept of bittul that if if one item falls into a mixture, if there's enough, if if the mixture is large enough, then there's a possibility, then it could be that the, the item that falls in becomes null and void, and we 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 basically don't don't uh, we're not concerned about it. So by taste, the ratio is 1 to 60. So if you have a drop of milk that falls into a pot of cooking meat, and if you have, and, and if, you, if there's 60 times amount of the, the amount of meat as there's milk, the milk that fell in, then this mixture will be kosher because the, the, the milk is bottled. But by our law, the ratio is 1 to 200. So if you have... Um, if you have 200 times the amount of Arla, then the, ar- then the Arla is bottle. So back to our case, if in this mixture there are, um, there are at least 200 apples that are not Arla, then this mixture will be, and you'll, you'll be allowed to eat from the, from the basket of apples because the, that one Arla apple is bottle. But if, if, there, if there are less than 200, then this mixture will be usher to eat from. So that's pretty straightforward. But there's a Mishnah in the beginning of, of Masachas Arla, which says, That if an Arla tree gets mixed up in, a, in non-Arla trees, then you're not allowed to pick the fruit. But if you do pick the fruit, um, then it, it's... It's it's um, bottle in in two hundred. It's meaning that you're not allowed to pick from from a tree that's that's um, that's mixed uh, from an arla tree that's mixed up with with non arla trees. So this mishnah is an interesting twist 
on the case that we said before. Because here we're speaking about, we're not speaking about the fruit, we're speaking about the tree. So imagine you're a farmer and you have a tree orchard, hundreds of trees, and you have one tree that's less than three years old. So this tree is Arla. But you can't remember which tree is the Arla tree. Um, and you're, you have no way of figuring it out because all the trees look the same. So the question is, are you allowed to pick the fruit of, of any of the trees or is it off limits? So this is what the mission is speaking about. And the mission, uh, the mission says that the halacha is you're not allowed to pick any of the fruit. So the concern is that any of the fruit from any of the trees may be Arla. So you're not allowed to pick any of the fruit. But the Mishnah adds something very important. That if you did uh, mistakenly pick pick um, pick any of the fruits, even if, even though clearly weren't supposed to, so now that fruit becomes bato if there's if there's two hundred other ones. So in other words, the Arla tree itself is not bato, even when there are more than 200 uh, non-Arla trees. That's why you're not allowed to pick the fruit from any of the trees. The trees are off limits. But the fruit itself is bato. So that's why, but yeah, but if you do pick the fruit, so if, if you have a 1 to 200 ratio, then it does become nullified and you're allowed to eat it. So th- this is the ruling of the Mishnah, but it's, it doesn't really make any sense because it's saying that the tree isn't bato, but the fruit is bato. So what's the difference between the tree and the fruit? So in the Sikha, Yud Beis, Tamos, Tafshin Yudala, 1954, the Rebbe asks this question. And the, the, while the Mepharshim gave a number of explanations, um, the Rebbe explains in a very straightforward way. That is, Mechubar Leibato. The Rebbe explains that something that's still connected to the ground, like a tree, can never become nullified. Since it's con- connected to the source of life, it can never be considered not to exist. How can it not exist? It's connected. So a pig fruit is different. The pig fruit is no longer connected to its source. Now in its disconnected state, it can become nullified, and it can be made to disappear. So this explains the halakha in the Mishnah. You have an unknown arla tree among hundreds of non-arla trees. That's great, but the arla tree itself will never become nullified. It's rooted in the ground. It's connected, so it's not bottom. So you're not allowed to pick any of the fruit because we're concerned it might be arla. But if, for whatever reason, you mistakenly did pick the fruit, um, that disconnected fruit that you have um, can most definitely become become bato. So since there's so if there's a ratio of of um, one to 200, 200, then it's permitted because it's bato. Um, so in in that in that sikha, the Rebbe learns a powerful lesson from the salacha. Uh, the world out there is very big and can seem very intimidating. Sometimes it can seem that we're at risk of becoming bato and lost in the bigger dark world. If we, remain, if we remain connected to our source, to Hashem, to Teira, to Mitzvah, to the Rebbe, to Chassidus, then we'll never lose our way, we'll never become nullified. Because Mechubar Leibato, a Yid who's connected, a Chassid who's connected, can never become lost. Chaim.